And reviews of the albums. That's what they mean to you. Yeah, true. Can't remember what exactly they mean to me at some point. <laughs> That's a good sign. Hi everyone, welcome to uh, Failed Rockstar Club podcast. podcast that talks to musicians normally about mental health their journey in music and a bit of fashion uh, but we've got we're doing a bit of a special a special today yeah i'd say so it's a break from the normal format i guess hmm. but don't switch off i don't lovers of the old format don't be thinking well they've messed the with perfection yeah what's it why should i bother <laughs> well that's yeah. because this is a special talking about our top five favorite albums countdown C- yeah. countdown so it's kind of very helpful to get to know us and our tastes and our yeah. what music means um, to us on these kind of things and it might also mean being albums that you haven't heard of that you think oh shit maybe I'll check that out because it's yeah. well, I assume they trust us as Stephen Jesser recommended it so yeah, it must, must be, be good must be bloody good connoisseurs aren't they yeah. I thought it was actually harder wasn't it to do this than we perhaps thought it would mm-hmm. be I managed to, when you said top five, I managed to whittle it down to a, about 17, 18 albums. Fucking hell. And then that I could all... I've made it. Could have, I could justify a reason for them. Mm-hmm. They're all special mm. to me. I love them. They're albums I go back to time and again, which I, I think is a crucial mm-hmm. part of this. Like your favourite film. Exactly. Because there are albums that I think, oh yeah, that's really good, that's really artistic, or you know, that's very creative. Mm-hmm. But I don't find myself regularly listening to. Yeah. That street sound we talked about a few weeks ago, yeah, yeah. for example. I haven't listened to it, it hasn't. since. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. After we said we were going to listen to it loads, we didn't listen to yeah. it since. That is, that's one that when I do hear it, I think, oh yeah, this is really good. But yeah. I don't keep going back to it like I do the ones on this list. So that didn't make your top 18? Didn't make my top 18, no. Certainly not the top 5. Oh. Okay, so I'm thinking we're going to do a ca- 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 countdown <laughs> from our top 5, each one each. Each one of us will say our, our number five. Yep. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know what each other's albums are. Right. I could guess probably some of them, but I don't know for sure. So it'll be a surprise to me, as it yeah. would be to you. And uh, my brother and Freddie in the warehouse tried to guess what my albums were. Couldn't even best any, guess any bands. So <laughs> that shows how more they know me. I'm an enigma. <laughs> there he is. Should just point out to the man... There's a regular guy on, on the street. We're in the shop, by the way. And we, we've chosen to record closer to the window this time so we can see everyone who's walking past. It's a guy who walks past about five times a day, never moves his arms. <laughs> he just went past. Floppy to, arms, man. Floppy arms, man. Yeah, just to give give the podcast a bit of colour. Yeah. Hey. Thanks for that, to floppy arms, man. Um, <laughs> he's, dis- he's distracted you. So I'm going to say are you going to go with your number five first yeah I'm going to go with my number five and I'm mm. going to play a bit of my favourite song of it fuck it oh okay only a little bit of it and then we can talk about what it is because we'll both love the album <laughs> it's the same as my number five is it I've just seen what you were about play. <laughs> <laughs> this could happen quite a lot couldn't it yeah well we've we have very similar taste copying 
That is what it is. Well, what this it is. is yep. That's the thing. Because I saw you'd been listening to it yeah. yesterday... It made you think. I'm, I almost... No, no, because it was going to go oh. in mine anyway. Oh. But then I thought, oh, should I... I don't want to repeat. No. So I was going to put something else in, but I have to be so true to myself. What's okay? Our top, our top five... Number five in our top album of all time is... Alligator. Alligator of the National. Yep. Okay. And this is what... Well, what, yeah, what's your favourite song? All the Wine. All the Wine. Great song. It is true. Um, You've got a lovely little bed there to... Yeah, I was going to talk, talk about, about that. <laughs> yeah, you should. I think we're influenced because this was the first national album that we heard. I think, yeah, that we first got into, and this was when we'd listened to albums in. We were still on CDs at that point. This was CD. This is two thousand. This came out in two thousand and five. Good knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Just, oh, just top well, it's, head. Top five albums. Because uh, of that. Yeah, the top four album would be two thousand and four. It came out. <laughs> Um, I've got a feeling that most of my albums are going to be so much of an era. Yep. Because I think yep. that's probably my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, of course they're our top five. Imagine <laughs> the top one. I bet we've got more than one in the same sort of favourite album. Yeah. I bet we have. I guarantee there's one that you yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, have. Yeah. Um, so, why do I love this album? Or why do you love this album? We can we both talk about uh, this one now. Well, yeah. Well, I love this band. And uh, we've t- spoken about them before on the podcast about. The National. Yeah, uh, his lyrics are the first thing I think of, which is rare for me. Mm-hmm. But his lyrics have that really evocative feel about them. They, I don't know what the songs are about, or what he, what he's no, feeling, but, but he creates these images really, in my head. Like, these weird narratives, aren't they? Yeah. Like, like this song, all of wine, is that line in it which says, "I'm a birthday candle in a circle of black girls." I don't think that's this song. But it's on that. This I'm a album. birthday candle in a circle of black girls. God oh, is on my side. Um, the ch- oh yeah, it is the song. It yeah. is the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all so, the wine yeah. is all for Really me. weird. Like, really strange line. Yeah. Don't know what he means by that. No. But I like it. Yeah. I know. Too. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And this whole album is just. It was the first kind of introduction I ever had to them, and I love. Two or three of their other two, at least two of their other of their other albums as well. Yeah. But this one just spoke spoke to me and speaks to me. Geese of Beverly Road. Yeah, um, that, that's, my, that's my favorite track. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah it's, secret it's meeting. Just every song is a banger. It's like it's yeah. There's no. I mean, that's crucial. It's in, kind of in poppier your top five as well. Albums. I think it's like more singly. It's like. I don't know what it is. It just seems it's just a beautiful album, I think, and it's yeah. it's really quirky and original and melodic. Do you think you're influenced by the fact it was the first one you heard by them? Possibly. And you were at a more impressionable time in your life. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that's why I heard on that one and not Boxer. Yeah. High Violet. High Violet would have been a contender, and yeah. even the one after that. You know the. Uh, with hard to find on it and trouble will find me. It's yeah, trouble will find me. That I could that could. Mm. I felt like I had to put a national album in the list, mm. and when I thought about which one do I go back to more, and it's Alex Alligator. Yeah, 
So if you have never have if you've never listened to the National, which is possible, they were they're one of like the bands that are like one of the biggest bands that have never had a big single. That sounds weird, but it's like we've seen them play at O2 O2 Arena, like thousands of people, huge outside gigs. Yet you can never say they've ever had like a kind of sing, like a big single or no. they're an popular band. acclaim, they're very criti- critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed band. But they can sell like twenty five thousand tickets. Twenty? What? No, how many? Would, no, it's probably too many. Ten thousand seat? What? Yeah, ten thousand tickets. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah, what the O2 like, Arena is, but it's like a massive old place. They do like headline festivals as well. They're, yeah. you know, they're a, for such a, bad, a big like, deal. Yeah, and they're they're not they're not. I don't know what it is they're just yeah they're just not, they're critically acclaimed you're right they're just they're like a kind of Radiohead sort of style yeah a cult they? kind of thing but I think it's just the combination he's got a really distinctive voice like the yeah. deep kind of baritone yeah sound to it that's the kind of one of the first things you notice yeah the which drums is, the rhythms are the, like the drums are yeah yeah the drums are key to their sound yeah like it never really breaks out into like full beats it's yeah. kind of a bit jerky and yeah. sort of so they they do have a distinct sound of their own and. It's really art, artfully done. He kind of thinks about every yeah because the, the brothers are the two guitarists in the mm. band, and they write a lot. They write the songs, the music, yeah, and put and then he puts the melodies and the lyrics to the music, yeah. right? Similar to REM in that that yeah. respect. I know, and it's also he's what I like about them as well is he's really kind of unconventional, quirky, troubled himself. It's like quite yeah. a challenging person, right? He's like. You see him on stage and he's like awkward as fuck. He's not a big pop yeah. star. Yeah, he's not the he's not your classic rock no. frontman. He's not the sort of all about machismo. If anything, he's kind of sort of probably about a bit about that kind of yeah. sort of taking a different take on that classic rock frontman. I so, think that's why they appe- appeal to people like us, the sort yeah. of not alpha male. Yeah, beta male more, music. Yeah. Beady awkward Se- sensitive guys. Yeah, sensitive white, hairy, yeah. chin scratching music. And I mean, looking at like their track list of this album, the songs, for example, "Daughters of the Soho Riots," mm-hmm. "Able," it's a classic. Yeah, it's a, a rocky one. Rocker, yeah. Secret Me, and I mean, the first yeah. song of the album is like uh, just a real like a show of intent and how it starts, just straight in there, isn't it? Really atmospheric. Yeah, it's not in your face. It's just. I seem to remember it took a few listens. It wasn't like you listen to it and you're like, "Wow, this is amazing." It just, but it kind of crawls, gets under your yeah. skin. I think. Yeah. Except like Miss Mr. November's obviously like more of a. Like the singles. Much more of a kind of. They finish that live quite. Yeah. Well, but you can hear like the kind of offbeat drum, like the quirky yeah. drums, the picky guitars. Yeah, it's two guitarists a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, that's our number five. Yeah, both both our number five. Yeah, classic. That's why we're best friends, I guess. Yeah, like the same stuff. Okay, do you want to, do you want to give me your four? My number four, sure. It is uh, "Pet Sounds" by the Beach, the Beach oh, okay. Boys. What song are you going to put on? You want, what, you want? Can I have a bit of uh, Caroline? No. Okay. 
Like this, this to me, when people talk about classic albums, yeah, there's not many. Like I've, I thought about the Beatles and the best I, of the Beatles by the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't commit to a single album. No, with the I Beatles. wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that was you. No, like, that doesn't sound like you putting a Beatles They're, album. They have lots of great tracks, but as an as a complete album, there's not one that all the way through is like. No, no, there's, there's filler on Beatles albums, but yeah. Pet Sounds for me, as a whole it's album, it's a masterpiece, right? It's a fucking masterpiece. Just, yeah. it's basically a Brian Wilson solo album. Like, he only got his brother, the rest of the band, to do like some vocal harmonies. Yeah. It was all one man's kind of one and that, man's it, genius. That went down like a lead balloon, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. With, oh, like he played um, it to Mike Love. Love. <laughs> yeah, he said that's where the title comes from. He said, "Who's going to listen to this? Dogs or something?" Yeah. And so that's where. Pe- Pet sounds came on, yeah. and he's like the record company were like, "What? This is commercial suicide. What are you doing?" Because before that, it was all poppy. Yeah, 50s, it was all about beach, surfing, surf, and, yeah. rock, surf, rock and roll. It really, was simple rock and roll. And this yeah. album was like a complete out of nowhere, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's did it bomb when it first came out? Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't like a commercial success, but crit- critics were like, "This is this is amazing." Like you listen to it on headphones, there's so much going on. Yeah, it's it's like a piece of classical music, hmm. like just some of the sounds you'd, I've never heard on albums before or since. Like weird instruments that he's using. Did he introduce the the pheromone? Theremin. Theremin. He introduces theremins. Uh, was that was that like one of the first times <coughs> that they've been used in a pop record? I think so. Yeah, for my knowledge. And there's all like these. I remember watching a documentary about it, and there's these like bassy kind of things that you blow in that. I've never heard it's these before. It's a really instrumental album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's like, what I mean. It's almost like kind of classical percussion. in its instrumentation. Yeah. Loads of different percussion, and it all it all works together somehow. Like I don't know how you come up with that. No. You know, you hear some some music and you think, yeah, I get that. That's just somebody sat there with yeah. an acoustic guitar. But I don't how know do you how start? you yeah where you start with that. It blows my mind. I know he was like a troubled mind anyway, especially mm. at that time. And so I guess that's where because they from. were off touring, weren't they? Because he quit. Yeah, touring. he quit like playing live and wrote this album sat at home yeah whilst they were out making money yeah. bringing was, the Yankee dollar in yeah he was sat there going mad and coming up with these masterpieces which is where the conflict of this band come from right yeah the, the Mike Love um, Brian Wilson yeah kind of quandary because he's a dickhead Mike Love but <laughs> fair play to him as much as like he had an issue with the fact that he felt like he was out busting his nut chops around the yeah. tour yeah Doing all the I'm making work. the money here, mate. Yeah. Whilst you're sitting at home making this old guff. Yeah. Which I obviously mean, hindsight's a beautiful thing, but at well, the exactly. time when you, you And even like I, I think like even the, the years following, it's not like people were it was it all clicked and suddenly it was selling. It's yeah. not until years went past that people look back and go nineteen sixty six. Yeah. England won the World Cup. I know, what a great year. And he, he says he this was in kind of response to the Beatles revolver, I think, or rubber soul. Rubber soul, I think mm. he said. And then this in, then inspired the Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, although it doesn't hold a candle to it. No, to me, for me. But uh, I just think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful, it's a tune, album. like tuneful. I love the harm, like harmonies, the melodies, the songs, yeah, like just, themselves. They're just like, great songs, brilliant songs as then well. Produced in a way that just yeah. is like nothing you've ever heard before. Because you've got that kind of like, for example, would it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, Which that's is like it's a like nod to the older ones as yeah. well. That kind of sur- it's got that surf rock. Yeah, and it, it. Open, opens with yeah. that as well. 
So you don't, you yeah. kind of don't know what you're getting. But you get that kind of feeling of you can feel it coming, can't yeah. you? That it's, it's still got that kind of. Yeah, it's a step forward from what they've done yeah. before, obviously, but it still has that tunefulness. Yeah, and then obviously, God only knows which is your. I, that was the first dance at my wedding. Yeah, yeah I know. Which makes me think, is it one of your favourite of his songs? Oh, yes, yeah. so it's definitely up there. Yeah. It's one of those ones that it's kind of been overplayed to a degree, so I sort of. It's been a bit tarnished. Once it was in Love Actually. Oh, that was kind of. I mean, that, I mean that, but that's just, you know, yeah. being snobby, I guess. It's a bit, you know, it's just a beautiful song. The Beach Boys Pet Sounds. <laughs> that's your number four. Yeah, in at four. So, Stephen Robert Hurdle, yeah. in at four, with a bang, yeah. Idlewild, Ooh. the remote part. Okay, that was that's on my is on my long list. Yeah. Right, so this is the first song on the album. Yeah. Roddy's dulcet tones. <laughs> Please call Roddy. Yeah. Hope you're listening to this, Roddy. Number four. Number four. So, this album came out in 2002. Yep. We're at uni. We're at uni. And for me, it was like, it's obviously, or it's their best album. But it's, it's for me, it felt like the time when they, when they kind of started moving away from the proper... Punky, kind, punky of kind of thing, and became like even more more. So there's, there's there's hints of it in the second album, but this one for me is like the kind of the most rounded album of theirs, in my opinion. Like it's got that song was like the which was like the lead single of this album. Yep. Um, which is actually which is absolutely brilliant, and it's got my favourite track on the whole album, which was the last track, which is in remote part slash Scottish fiction, um, which is in my top five songs of all time, I believe. Yes. Last last time you yeah last time I did wrote this. that down, um, and I had to put an Idlewild album in there because we love a bit of Idlewild. I think they're one of the most the bands we've probably or we've seen live. The we've most, seen live for me definitely. Yeah, it must be like ten, twelve times now we've seen them live, and we became kind of pally with the singer and the guitarist when we used to work in Rocket, and so they used to get us into the gigs and we used to go and see them, and so not that I want to be the name drummer, but it made it, it, no, but it, it made me feel like. It gave me an even deeper connection to the band, I think. I think so. Yeah, I certainly don't listen to them any differently to how I did before I met them. No. Like, in, in a negative way. Yeah. If any, yeah, if anything, you're right, it brings in deeper appreciation, because they're actually really good guys as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it's got a really... It's got that classic mix of melodic, rocky ones, quiet ones, quirky ones. So... It, it is all killer, no filler. Yeah. That phrase is going to come up a lot, mm. but it is. I don't skip anything on that album. I go back to it a lot. Yeah, it could, it, like I say, it was on my it was on my long list. Mm. It wouldn't have surprised me if it had made your top five. Yeah, it, it could easily have. I could have justified it because they, I know they. Because when we once asked him, sent him a load of questions. Yeah, for our for a yeah. blog, mm. and he it wasn't in his sort of top. No, it wasn't. No, he prefers the one before. Well, I think when it was a bit rawer, yeah. and I think they this was like their kind of push at the. The mainstream, yeah. in a way, and I don't, that probably says things about our taste. But mm. we prefer it more tuneful. Yeah, it was because they it's were still, they it's still rocks. Had they signed a major deal, or they they moved up from an indie label to a major? 
to try and yes. sell records. And they were like, we, we need to sell records now. We need to kind of up it to like the next stage. Yeah. Well, they were on food, weren't they? The same thing as Blur. And then I think maybe this was just EMI main label. I'm not sure. Not sure about that. But it, certainly in sound and production. Parlophone. 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 There you go. Warner Music Group Company. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, if maybe it was like that kind of... It was... It was an aim, and the album after that as well was also a kind of push towards the stadium REM sort of thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I know they were a big influence. They? Yeah, they're one of those bands that. But he also, he, he feels like they're one of the first, like who's really started singing in this, and you can see really start hearing his voice develop because the first album is really young and it's quite raw and quite, quite shouty. shouty yeah. Second album, you hear bits and pieces of it, but he's still quite shouty. This one, he really was the first signs that you could really hear what a good singer he was. They're, yeah, they're one of those bands that they ha- they haven't split up. They're still they're still making genuinely yeah. great music. Like the yeah. last time was, I thought was really good. Yeah, and I don't. They're, they're one of those bands. Maybe younger people would probably because they were kind of the tail end of yeah. uh, Britpop. Yeah, weren't they? They kind of like they weren't really lumped in with the Britpop stuff, were they? They're more like that kind of post-punk kind of thing, yeah. like Three Colours Red symposium. Brit rock, I think that got called Brit Rock. Yeah. Which, well, that doesn't get talked about as much, and sort of people don't get nostalgic for that part no. like they do with Britpop. So, yeah, younger younger people might not have heard of them, but no. seriously, you should you should look them up. They're it's always playing Scottish in the shop. band. Yeah, yeah, they're from sort of Edinburgh. I think they went met in Edinburgh. But he, yeah, he lives on a, on a remote island now. A remote part. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's home. my number four, Idlewild, the remote part. Um. So to recap, so we've both got the National Alligator number five. Yeah. Number four, Jez has got Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, and Stephen Bobby Hurdle here has Idle Wild, the remote part. as his top four. So do you want to hear a track from my number three? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, which, which song do you have? Before Jed had left us, he wrote some poems, wrote them for no one, but I guess I'll show them. Here's one of Jed's poems. That is, so that is uh, the software slump by Granddaddy. Okay. Do you want to know what my number three album is of all time? <laughs> it's probably appropriate time to say it. Oh, okay. Is it also Granddaddy? Granddaddy, <laughs> the software slump. <laughs> is it actually? <laughs> oh, well, that's lovely. Yep. Uh, in with a bullet at number three. Yeah. The same album. Would you had to believe it? Mm. I bet our number two is going to be the same as well. <laughs> Uh, maybe. 
Because there's, there's one I've that's got a feeling <laughs> our number one's going to be the same as well. Or well, at least our number but, one will be. Or oh, well, maybe even uh, now, but mm, even orders. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, this this is Granddaddy are probably the band who've had I don't know the most impact on me as a as a musician I'd say mm. <clears throat> because from the moment I heard them that that was kind of the music I wanted to make well, it was very di- distinct sounds it like he sings a lot about the the juxtaposition of nature and technology very sort of angst angsty very quirky uh, noisy like rocks in places mm-hmm. always melodic love lovely use of like synths and and the beauty of this album obviously is the relationship that it has between nature and human con- development I don't know how you describe it yeah well it was like it was all that sort of pre-millennial yeah or millennial angst all that kind of stuff is tied up in there it just yeah it like sort of came out at the right the right time yeah and it's just like there are there may it's maybe not my favourite Granddaddy songs on there, but as an album, it's so kind of just quirky, like you listen to it all the way through, and it's a whole proper, album. It's like a like a little story, isn't yeah. it? And it's like it, it creates a little world, which I always yeah. love about. And it's one of the things I love about an album is when it creates yeah. a world, and you can kind of really picture where he was or what was going on. Yeah. And again, that kind of, yeah, it's like it's just that kind of juxtaposition again between and it's quite relevant now as well I think to like the idea yeah. of like what we're doing to nature yep and our relationship with it and yeah. how we are like us us specifically as individuals we yeah. love nature but we're also bound by a lot of technology like mm-hmm. our, wrapped up in our lives yeah we're at our happiest when we're out taking the dog for the walk in the woods or yeah meeting the kids to the beach but our life is kind of you're never very far away. You're from... still on your phone. Yeah, you know. So it's yeah. that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, and that that's the essence of what he he sings about. I think yeah. that's what it says to me. Like even the album cover is like a big n- scene of like mountains and fields, but then the album title's there in like computer computer, computer, computer keys. keys. Yeah. So this album came out in two thousand. Mm. I got it for Christmas that year on V two Records. Yeah, that's a Virgin. A Virgin is century, it? Yeah. Uh, I got it for Christmas that year and I put it on my 5 CD changer thing I got that and the soft bulletin by the Flaming Lips which was also on my long long list mm-hmm. and also this one's got one of well, one of my favourites Underneath the Weeping Willow yeah I just mean I could go on like you're looking at like oh, yeah, scroll through now again he's simplest dumb as a pilot I mean as an as an opening track for an album yeah, that it's is, like a nine minute or however long you don't long get that very often do epic, you, you know, still that's beautiful normally this, that's normally your last track that's it, and they kind of like flip again. That just that flip and reverse it. You don't get many bands doing that as the first track. I always wanted to do that for our yeah. second album that never <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. a couple of graves. Yeah, but yeah, I absolutely love that. I love this album, and I've seen. Well, have you seen them three times, twice, twice or thrice? Twice, no, thrice, thrice, thrice. Yeah. I've seen him once solo. Yeah, I've seen him once. Well, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We saw him in a small little venue, wasn't it, when they came back? It was magic. It was one of the bass players before he passed away. It must have been one of his last gigs. Yeah. And they played an absolute band set list. It was like everything you'd want. The only downloads I got told off for singing too loudly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got got us to shut up, which was bang out of order, because I was doing lovely harmonies. Here you go. Um, 
Broken Household Appliance National Forest. Yeah. If you want a song oh, yeah. that <laughs> yeah. kind of represents what we're talking about, that's a really good example of it. Yeah. He's like singing about uh, uh it's like the the condo is a hollow log and so like comparing all these things in You've, nature. You're five to three are all American. Yep. I well I noted that out of my long list. It was all you know You like American things now. He likes American things now. I don't yeah, I tried I was trying to think what that what that is yeah I guess I guess music is kind of escapism and is it the world's I, I like my yeah films and my music to be escapism and less like the sort of kitchen sink reality type yeah like yeah like pulp yeah that, I find that less is it weird, blur yeah I guess which is why yeah why when it came down to it blur Though I love them, I don't it... find myself going back to them as much. They didn't make it top. Well, maybe, maybe they what? did. Well, oh, yeah, no spoilers, but no, yeah. they were on the long list, but they didn't make the short list. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't like really gritty. Same with films. I don't like gritty, like, realistic films set in a council estate in London. Mm-hmm. I don't want that from my films. I want to kind of. And I know there's merit in that, and there's art in that, and. I'm sure it's very interesting and worthy, but I, personally, I want something that's, I suppose, alien to me with my music. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, but the world again. It's another one that's painting a world, like yeah, as we said. So but there's a song about a robot. They build a robot and it yeah. it dies. It drinks too much booze and dies. And then that song we just played, Jed's other poem, like that bit he sings at the beginning. Apparently, before Jed, Jed was Jedy Three was the name of mm. the robot. Then he, they find one of his poems that he'd written before he died. <laughs> Like that, just that you know, it's not a real concept album, but there is like little stories, yeah, within it, little things within yeah. it, which gives it that extra, like as an album. And because you get, to, and obviously we've got to know not him personally, but we know him through, I suppose, through his social media or through his kind of persona and stuff. You know that sort of he's quite lost sometimes as a person yeah. himself, and like, and he's like he's still to this day. He's like all if you follow him on Instagram, it's him just riding his bike going through. Uh, Saw him talk, tweet someone who recently split up with his wife. And he say he was saying how um, Jason, the singer guy, said, "I thought I was going to be okay when I split up with my wife, but how wrong I was. It's been one of the hardest things that ever happened to me." And I thought I was pretty raw and open to put that on mm. Twitter. Yeah. For someone like me to read it. Yeah. You no. Know? But I suppose he's thinking, but, yeah, maybe somebody it will help somebody yeah, else. I guess. That is like how lost he was, you know. He's, he don't, he, he always seems tinged with sadness. Whenever, he does, yeah. He <laughs> really does, yeah. Even when he's like cycling up a mountain, yeah. which is what he always seems to do. Yeah. You no, know, he was a professional skateboarder before. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was professional, but he like really injured himself, mm. and so yeah, so he had to give it up. And that's when he channeled all his efforts into the music. So, skateboarding's loss was our game. But yeah, the software slump by Granddaddy. Should we do carry on? I mean, did he have things at the end, or do you want to have a break? Uh, oh yeah, you said we we're going to save them for the last yeah, two. We right? saved this half too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we asked. So yeah, yeah, I put I put it out on Instagram. Yeah. For some some people's top. We asked five. we asked the general public. Yeah. <laughs> I think the problem with this is going to be we won't. No, half the band. No. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some we will. Okay, let's see. Oh, so we've got anemic royalty. That, that's that somebody who's made uh, 
who's replied to these things before. No, okay. that's the name of the the user. Oh, okay. The Benz. Benz. Sure. Grace. Yeah. Okay, computer. Back to really had out greedy. <laughs> Back to black. Uh, at Atlians. Atlians. I don't know. I don't know what that one is. That that could be a uh, typo. Uh, Arctic Monkeys debut. Okay. That's whatever I say. I am. Yeah. Is it? Is yep. that that one? Can you write? Didn't know what that was. album. Uh, the new abnormal Stone Roses, Hot Fuss. Stone Roses, just the Stone Roses. Well, it says Stone Roses debut. Oh, okay, that's, that's their first album. Oh, okay. It's just called the Stone Roses. Okay. Hello, my name is Bernard, two thousand and one. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints, and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. That was Char- Charlie Hagger. Charlotte, Charlotte the Mardi Bomb. Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Frank, that's Amy Winehouse's uh-huh. first album. Uh, Costello Music. Elvis Costello. Okay. By the way, oh, is there a, yeah. we're not Chili Peppers. Yeah. My boys. Your boys and the Libertines. What's your boys? The Libertines. Okay. Is that, their, is that their first album? Is that just called... Oh, was that the sec- no, the second album's the Libertines. I don't know. Yeah. First one's up the bracket, I think. Uh, Wet and Wild... Live through this. That's whole pony. I don't know who that is. Pure heroin. Once in a lifetime. Heartworms. Oh, got a certain vibe that one. Mm, taken by sleep. Says meat is murder. That's the Smith. Smith. Sergeant Pepper. Uh-huh. XO. Elliot Smith. Never mind. Okay, computer. I mean, there there's some mm-hmm. classics. There's some classics. They yeah. crop up in a lot of the lists. Yeah. I read the, like the well, I went through a bit of the Rolling Stone top five hundred of all time. Okay, as a what? little bit of inspo. Inspo. What was the What was the top five? What was the top <laughs> two top, or something? Or top. Sergeant Pepper was number one. So after I saw that, I thought, well, you don't know what you're talking about. No. There was like I think of the top ten, there, there was maybe five Beatles albums, which so they very much disagree with what we were saying. Mm. Uh, this is the Finch. Yep, Connor Finch. Connor Finch. Guest, previous guest of the show. Frank. <laughs> Never heard him mention that. Okay, computer. Demon Days. That's Gorillas. Okay, Second that hand. sounds like him. Up the bracket. That sounds like him. And Rumours. Okay, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, like he him. He's just gone about them. Yeah, yeah, the but I've never heard him talk about Radiohead before. And he's recently got into them. Oh, has he? A couple of years ago, yeah. Okay. I think around Moonshake Pool he, he started getting into them. 
Uh, Amber Scott, that's Amber from uh, the band um, Swimsuit, Swimsuit Competition. Competition. Melodrama, that's Lord's second album. In Rainbows, Apocalyptic. Sometimes I sit and think. Don't know what that is. Sometimes I just. Oh, is that? Sometimes I just sit and think. Sometimes I just sit. Yeah, I'll be Bru- surprised if that's two separate albums. Bru- she Brutalism. <laughs> mm, I don't know any of those bands. <laughs> okay. Mm. Up your game, Scott. Uh, your boy Harvey. Okay. You know Harvey? Go, yeah, more, yeah. Yep. Buddy Holly, his eponymous album. I'll Get By. Don't know what that is. Employment by the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> Sleeping with Ghosts. Don't know what that is. And Hand Built by Robots, Newton Faulkner. Is is this in order or is this just random? Well, I assume they're doing it at one to five. Okay. So number one is the favourite album? Yeah, I think so. And let's go one one more. Ryan Gladwin, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Familiar familiar with that? Big time. Okay, computer. Sure. Pinback ST. I don't know what that is. A Crow Looked at Me. (laughs) And Solace. No, I don't know those last two. No, okay. But I'm going to endeavour to... To Google them. Yes, to Google them okay. and do some research. I'm sure our listeners will know Probably what they will. are. Yeah. Okay. But well, there you go, that's some listener feedback. It's always, it's always kind of cool seeing what people... Um, what they come back with. Yeah. Um, although, to be fair, most of the time, because most of our audience are... 16 to 24 I knew knew the songs <laughs> you knew knew the songs but I always think because there's a couple from like the last decade that I could have that I really like yeah but then you think you need you need time on it to really more than a decade I'd say so for it to be in your top 5 of all time mm. if you've lived 40 years yeah I think you have to what at least you, well what, at least what, what, 5 or 6 what years what would these be these songs that you would have would have made a list if you were. Well, it's now by Ghost Culture. Okay. That I yeah. I would have been very surprised if you. Put yeah, yeah. You wouldn't make my, but you know. You quite like it. It would be if I was making a top five of the last. Yeah. The last ten years. Okay. Fontaine's DC, like that's only come out this year, mm. but I'm I listen to it a lot. You're under it, and I'm right under it. But in come back to me in three years. Will Will yeah, I still be under exactly. it? Exactly. You're under it now. Yeah. Okay. So my we'll go. Two. two. Let's see. Let's see your number two. Okay. Uh, I've got a sting suspicion it's going to be the same as my number two. So this is a track from my favorite number second favorite <laughs> album of all time. Yep. And one of my favorite songs. Not what you it's thought. Not, it's not the same. Blur. Park life. And this is probably one of my favourite songs. Fuck it. We just turn it off so quickly. But <laughs> no, no. We, should fa- we should fade it. Really. Fade it but, but anyway, um, yeah. So Blur Park Life. Yeah, I had to put a Blur song album in there. I could not. 
And I I thought about a lot about the album their albums and I thought this is the one that's had the biggest impact in my life growing up. Probably. Well that's why I was gonna put it in, but I didn't. Mm. We can put Park Life. Yeah, because that's that was that's where it all started. Yeah. Like yeah, it probably is the most significant mm. album in my life, but I I sort of thought to myself, do I would I go and queue it up in the shop? Do I do I ever? Mm. And I don't. No. I think you've maybe you've overplayed it. Probably. I probably over overplayed it during the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I did. It, I still get nostalgic whenever it's I hear that it. same world. That kind of idea that they've created a kind of world, but it's just more of a kind of British version mm-hmm. of like we say about how you create like a kind of it's not really a narrative, but it's a kind of time and a place. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like London in the nineties or Colchester because there's lots of re- there's even rough references to the A12 to like the like in the radio. There's like little bits of like the weather, isn't it? The travel mm-hmm. reports and stuff like that, which you you just know and just it just feels really kind of like of a time when I was really in, eager to please with my music I guess and just I don't know what it was it's like just desperate to find something and the irony was that when I first bought it I took it back and swapped it for E17 Steam <laughs> yeah that's why I don't think you can put this in your yeah but outrageous I know yeah but <laughs> coming back obviously it didn't take long to come back to it yeah and yeah, it kind of changed them and Oasis changed my my changed everything about me, me me as a person. Sixteen years old, growing up, finding yourself, finding your own fashion, trying to find fashion, starting to copy them, and wearing like Parkers and that sort of shit, like the kind of orange lining ones that look thinking you like look cool, but looking more like Rodney Trotter. Yep. <clears throat> That's it. And it's just defined such a big part of my life ever since. Even now, it's like we still, yep. it's still like a huge part of our lives. And well, how many times I've seen Blur play, and we work in a shop named after one of their songs. Yeah, uh, the font is the Blur font. Yeah, I've my whole entire life has essentially been a tribute to the guitarist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is sad. <laughs> and yeah, there's every, like that album as well. Like every song on that album, you think is like just. Quite a long album, isn't it? As well, really. Well, sixteen tracks, yeah. yeah. But again, it's it's quirky. Like it's got the little, inst- it's got the instrumentals on there. Yeah, it's got the poppy ones. Yeah, punk punky ones. Lots of sort of character based. Yeah, songs. And uh, even before, because I felt like he started to get a little bit too cliche with it, with like the next album, like a bit snidey. Went, went too far with the yeah, character stuff. Almost a bit snidey with it, but this album is almost like yeah, a tribute. Like taking the piss. Yeah, this yeah. album's more like a tribute to it. And they were obviously they would start they would kind of they were starting to kind of get known, but they weren't anywhere near where they were after this album came out. It absolutely launched them into the stratosphere. This album, yeah. it was like in the in the charts for like the next two years. Yeah, it? and they were they were sort of recording the follow up whilst getting four Brit awards on the same night and kind of just front page news. Yeah, you know, on headlines on the BBC. Yeah, like for a band for essentially an indie band in comes that's that was crazy at the time. Yeah. Well, it's the first time I can remember. Well, this first time I remember it happening, like kind of like BBC News kind of levels of fame. Yeah. Obviously, Arctic Monkeys did it, um, and before that, I guess before that, I don't know whether or not in the eighties there was like times where it was happening. But Beatles and Stones is the only time I can think where 
don't know. Do you think with Blur, because they... If you'd heard all the bands that had influenced them before you heard them, do you think it would colour the way you listen to them? Because when when we this came out, we were like 14, 15, mm. or whatever. And so it sounds completely fresh to you. Like, this this didn't sound like anything I knew. But I, I didn't really know anything to... at the time. Like, yeah, well, I that's, that's I was what I mean. It yeah. was like my dad's music, you know? Yeah, you listen to your dad's music. Which this... in my case was classical music, and in yeah. your case was Dire Straits. Yeah. So it's nothing like that. No. So at that point, you, you hadn't heard the Beatles and... Uh, XTC and all these bands that influence the specials or whatever, all these bands that influence Blur. Mm. I don't know if I'd heard them before. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's a bit of that, that's Maybe. a bit of that. Would would it have changed how I listened to it? Because to me, it sounded like the just this is amazing. Every track sounds like sounds different. Yeah, they don't have like a distinct. I could sound. live without Park Life, the actual lead title track, but I think it's just because it just again, it's got those connotations another... of. I mean, of its time, it was like so fucking cool and quirky and funny and yeah. Well, yeah, tongue there's in no, cheek there's no other song like that no I think it's one of those songs yeah it's overplayed isn't it and it's kind of become yeah. a sort of but every, just, everyone else has part life it's just got such a big part of my life I don't think I could yeah. not I couldn't not put it in well I, I thought that it was, it was it was in at five for ages and then I then I pulled it out yeah or oh. in with a bang in with a bullet at five yeah because I thought yeah in the end, I went for like, what do I keep going and listening to over and mm. over again? And I, I don't like when you just played this is a load. Then I was like, oh, fucking hell, this is an absolute. Yeah, that guitar solo. But that yeah. that song doesn't really represent the album, does it? No, no, it doesn't. That no. is like the sort of very much the highlight and very much different in tone to the rest of it. A lot mm. of it's quite jaunty it's and more yeah, quicker and poppier. But you know, times you've seen them live as well, like how fucking exciting it was, like. Even recently, when we like grown adults and watching them back again, when they were they're a bit older, yeah. And I just think because of like it's like defined such a huge part of my life. Like we're in a shop named after them, we're in a town from where they're from, and yeah, you know. And then I should, if, put, should have put it in. Really. If if Cox and walk, it walked past now and knocked on the door, we'd both cream in our pants. Yeah, he, well, he's. If I could sit down, like we met him a few times, yeah. but I never really sort of told him. Yeah. What an influence he's been on my life. Mm. Would it be weird about it, do you reckon? Or do you reckon he would be... Well, if someone said that to me, I guess I'd be flattered. But I mm. suppose it's a bit Jed from Alan Partridge. Mm. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan, Alan. Mm. Graham, it's mm. me. My whole life's been a tribute to you. Mm. be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be weird. Yeah. Okay, so... But I've turned it down a little bit of late. Yeah. Well, you're getting older. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so Jez Dixon, in with a bullet at number two... Well, I imagine, I think now my number two is going to be your number one. I've got a feeling it probably will be. Uh, is. It might not be though, because maybe I've put the best of Die Straits in there. Okay. Well, let's... I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my number two and your number one? This is my number one.
stop him. I'll just turn the one down. Okay, so who is so this? My number two is The Trials of Van Ocklenpanther by Midlake. And you're number one. Mm. Like this, this album, which came out in 2008, uh, I just, I've probably listened, I've probably even listened to this more than my number one. I just, if ever I'm in the shop, I think, oh, what, what do I want to put on? It's, it's always this, or almost always this. Mm. It's just so beautiful. It's so, like a lot of these ones that we've said, it does create its own world very yeah. much. And it's not a narr- it's not a rolling narrative, but no, it's, it's just, just it's an atmosphere, a it's a kind of yeah. It's like an artist, isn't he, painting a picture of a yeah. place and time. And that time is kind of a the days of yore, like a sort of simpler time where you hunt for food and yeah. you kind of you live in a wooden house in the in the woods. And yeah, it's, kind of, it's like kind of like in the middle of America where you don't see many people in yeah. mountains or you're in forests. Like really rural kind of lifestyle and just it's just beautiful melodies, really. And the lyrics as well. And, like, just... Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just so... It's so, and it's like nothing I'd kind of ever heard before. Like, it's quite folky. It's quite acoustic-y, but still quite drivey. It's not like a dullard acoustic stuff. No. It's got, like, lots of, like... The sounds, like, the way the drums sound is quite, like, a really unique sound. The violins that come in and out of it are quite just well recorded album as well so it's a beautifully recorded album and I just I just picture him sitting there looking out over his yeah. like on his own like in his little house playing his piano in like a little cottage or something like that like again one man's vision I guess it certainly uh, certainly feels that way Tim Tim Smith is the yeah. singer and he's since like he since left the band because I think he he had a very distinct vision for how they yeah. Go forward but I lost my way of them. Like I only really love this album. Yeah, it's not like the rest the, of the oh, band. But is, I love all their other albums as well. I, yeah. I only love this album. I, this is well. I like the one. I really like the one before, and yeah, I quite like that one. Quite like the one after. But this is yeah, far and away the yeah. Like, the it's weird how it's like they just for me they never captured this again. No. Well, nothing else had that such a distinct feel. It was like it was just all felt right. It, I don't know what it was about because we were living in London. You know, hmm. maybe it was because we were living in London in horrible, yeah. grotty urban well, places. Maybe always that... it when we worked in Rocket, it was always on the stereo. Yeah, it's just another one. Every song's beautiful. And I played this once when I worked in a pub in the Stills, and Matthew Wright from the Right Stuff went, "All right, who's the Midlake fan?" Yeah. And he went, "I knew it was you." Because <laughs> I played, I was playing. I think I must have played Roscoe or something. But yeah. Yeah, he came up and went, "I love this album." So Matthew Wright from the Right Stuff loves his album. <laughs> Paul Weller, we know Paul Weller loves this album yeah. because uh, we saw him there. Sing we saw him at a gig. Yeah. Some debate as to which is his favourite. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful album, and this this one out of everything, I think we've talked about. I mean, it you could have put the... this as your number one, and I wouldn't, oh, have been, I wouldn't have been surprised easily. Uh, this is one that I suppose is kind of maybe fallen through the cracks again with a few like later generations. Mm. It's one that really you need to go and. Yeah, research. And I, I don't know about you, but it was difficult to listen to at first. It didn't just jump like all the best albums do. It doesn't just go bam. Like that's it. I I took a bit of work with it. Hmm. I knew. Well, it was I good, think Roscoe. I, I think Roscoe like was straight away. Yeah. Was like, oh, this is this is good. But that yeah. that's an outlier, really. They're not. Yeah. The whole album's not like that. No. And it it really pays to listen to it as a 
as a whole album. Yeah. Well, I love this Young no. Bride. Oh, you turned the volume down. Oops. I turn it off now. No, I'm not. the volume up? There we go. Like the violins, and then the drums come in. Yeah. Love that sound, the, rec- the sound of them as well, like so well recorded. But they're all jazz musicians as well, which kind of you can tell they're that really bass players, like yeah. so sick, geeky looking, but yeah, they were never like a cool rock band, were they? Like, bam, mm. bam, out. If you, if you yeah. look at my list it's all hairy quirky hairy quirky men mm. no women are sexist yeah I did I did look at that list and think a bit sexist yeah where are the women but where's the women at <laughs> Bjork made the long list yeah in my defence no, that's the first person Bjork's I was going to say Bjork yeah. yeah so yeah that's my that's also my number one mm. um, because of all of the above is just just love the world yeah. I love Seriously. the album I love the melodies and I think that anyone should listen to the album and yeah go. that's your homework I actually Jake who was on the last week's podcast uh, Jake from the Pajama Party about six months ago mm-hmm. like before lockdown I said to him right because he was telling me a couple of the bands he was into I was like well if you like them go and listen to The Trials of Van Ockley Panther by Midlake mm-hmm. and he went home and listened that's to homework he, yeah and he came in and said that's the best homework I've ever had and he bought the unmodded vinyl. No way. Yeah. Oh. What a guy. Good on him. Good on him. Passed on passed yeah. on some wisdom. No, so you should do the same. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what your I do know what your your number one's gonna be. But I can't I was, believe I, they haven't I thought it was gonna be your one and two. Like I wasn't sure which order you put uh, in. Well those so that I and, guess it. I'm gonna guess that your favourite album of all time is in Rainbows by Radiant. Yes, it is. And regular listeners of the show will <laughs> probably not be surprised by that. Yeah. I don't know why it's not everybody's favourite album of all time. Like, I, I could have put in any Radio album, really. Not number one, but I could have put them. All of their albums would be in my... In your shortlist. In my, yeah, would be considered. Mm. Except the first one. Literally, except the first one. That All of the others. It's the only English... Yeah, contributors um, to my list. Well, I don't think I've, oh, I've got blur. I was an English yeah. contributor. I've got Scottish. Oh, yeah, you're a bit Scottish. But talking about that whole alien thing, how I want like this Radiohead to me is just music to just get lost in and just put put your headphones on and just block out the world and be transported, which is I suppose what music should do for that's that's what I like it to do mm. like sort of half awake half asleep on a train leaning against the window listening to this you you'll never be happier <laughs> it's got because it's quite guitar heavy as well piggy guitar like quite clean guitar sounds on there on this album yeah uh, I've never really I've always I've, I've always thought it's quite jangly like lots of like diddle ding ding kind of like Johnny Greenwood kind of like from the other albums where it's quite not this one so much obviously 
But the piano comes in this one, it's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, yeah the, the sort of outro to this song yeah. is probably the peak of the album. Just so. Just an atmosphere. But it's also like beautifully melodic as well, like all like all their stuff is. Even when they try and be, you know, and he tries to kind of not be melodic, it's still in his bones. His voice is just immaculate, just like a otherworldly. When did he first hear this album? Well, this was the Pay What You Like album. I don't know if you remember. So, yeah. 2006. 2007 and it just it came out all of a sudden it was like you can pay what you like for this album <laughs> it wasn't the average sale like a tenner yeah people, people were really shows <laughs> what cheapskate I have I paid exactly the minimum you could pay which is four quid I think yeah so pay what you like as long as it's more than four quid yeah I think that was the rule but yeah I, I paid the better minimum so I thought well I've spent loads on gigs and my conscience is clean with Radiohead. I've bought all the albums. I've seen them live loads of times. Like, you, if you were okay. to again, would you pay a ton or not? <coughs> yeah, if I knew the joy it was going to bring me, I'd have paid. I'd have happily paid 30 quid. Like, it's it's not a long album, there's not many tracks on it. All the, it's the classic, all killer, no filler. The I, 10 I tracks. I put it on, yeah. I put it on all the fucking time. I always think, this is amazing. A lot of people's this, this bit. Yeah, and it seems to have this album more than any of theirs seems to have kind of connected with later yeah. generations, which I like. And a lot of people in that list were young people talking about OK, okay Computer. Well, that's it. Like, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I, OK Computer would have been sure thing number one. But I couldn't put two, you know, it could have been OK Computer in this for number one and two, but I thought one by each band. If we're only putting five, I don't want to repeat the band. But. It's just, it's the best. It's the best album by the best band in the world, in my opinion. It is a game of opinions. It is. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, I. St- it still blows my mind that that this specific album hasn't. You've never really I've, shown any. No, love I've, for I've it. always what, liked it. Is but okay I've never loved your favourite? Yeah, really head on. Mm. I lost my way of them a little bit as the time went on. I just kind of. I, over time I hear it, I still think they're great. I I really love them, but I've just never like. Post kid was it Kid A? Was Kid A too much of a left no, turn? No, I quite like Kid A. What was the one after that? Amnesiac. Amnesiac. Well, after that, Hell to the Thief. Yeah, from Hell to the Thief. Oh, that, does that a two plus two equals five? Yeah, banger. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, just that was the when we saw them at Earl's uh, Court and we couldn't see them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that on era. that tour. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen them loads of times and. Yeah, I love OK Computer. I think it's a great album, and I'm pretty sure I would fall in love with this album if I gave it enough, enough time. Just I don't know why. Really, just never seemed to um, do it for me as much. Like I, so okay. Let's 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 recap quickly before talking about other yep. contenders. So your top five, Jess. Alligator, The National, Pet Sounds, The Beach Boys, The Software Slump, Grandaddy, Trials of Van Occupantha, Midlake. And in Rainbow's Radiohead. It's a great list, isn't it? That's quite good. Wrong it? That, list, that, that yeah. is some sensitive white men. Yeah. Stephen Bobby Hurdle, The National Alligator, Idlewild, Remote Park, Granddaddy, Software Slump, Blur, Park Life, Midlake, Charles of Honor, and Elkie Panther. 
So did you? What else did you have? So I didn't. I, I was surprised by, by myself that I didn't put a Coldplay album in there. Yep. I surprised myself. Did, even on I, the long list. I was on the long list. Parachutes. Mm. Okay, I went Russia Gold to the head mm. because long I was list. like, mm. but then I was like, oh, there's this amazing songs, but it's just as a, I don't know. I, I, well, I've had Parachutes because I quite like the idea that it was like the first album they did before the kind of Hooper Palooka. Yeah, well, it's a great album. It was nice. It's like a bit of in, more innocent, and I thought it was, yeah. you know, it was a brilliant track on it. I even put Killers, Hot Fuzz. Because I thought it's an That's... album that I've listened to loads. It's quite popular. It reminded me of a certain time. But I was like, behave, Steve. <laughs> when was the last time you listened to it? Yeah, and I also put Embrace, Goodwill Out in my long yeah. list. I love that album. But it's had one or two kind of like in, in the middle and like. It could have it could have made, it could have snucked its way in, but it but it made my long list. And I only had eight tracks on my long list, so. So it's top ten? Yeah. So still, kudos. Yeah, to so those of you who didn't make the top five, hmm. I'm, sure be, I'm sure we'd be devastated. You didn't make my top five. <laughs> yep. So I, a rush of blood to the head. Yeah. Just because can't play get a kick in, but as a sensitive white middle class male, yeah. I'm susceptible to a, a beautiful tune, beautiful anthemic tune, life rich pageant, which is I put on the list because it's REM. Okay. I couldn't. I thought, well, I should reference R.E.M. because they've been such a big part of my life, but yeah. I couldn't pick... There's not one album that probably stands mm. head and shoulders, so I didn't make the top five. But that probably, if you force me to pick my favourite, is my favourite. Okay. That's got Fall On Me okay. on it. Bright in the Corners, Pavement. Okay. Again, I wanted to put a Pavement album, and that's my favourite. Soft Bulletin, Flaming Lips. Absolute classic. Funeral, Arcade Fire. It's American Heavy again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is this it? Oh, yeah. Strokes. Classic. American. Every song will be a single. Yeah. Brilliant. Debut, Bjork. There you go. Icelandic. Yeah. Female. Tick, tick. Ticks and, bo- ticks and boxes. Beautiful album, though. Saturday Equals Youth by M83. Oh. Wow. I, I go to that a lot. And they're French, so. Okay, same. So European. European. Uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Mm-hmm. American again. Yeah. That's like. That was very I close. I feel sad for British bands. All these talk about the British <laughs> rock industry. Um, what are great exports? We're importing over here. Uh, true. Any nothing no blur at all. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, I crossed out part life and put modern life is rubbish. Uh-huh. It was it was between the two. The white album. Yeah. There you go. But then I thought I think that's probably got my favourite Beatles songs on it. But there's too much filler on there for it to be mm-hmm. top five albums. Uh, yeah, melancholy. For lesser matters. The radio department. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was Swedish. That came pretty close. Swedish, mm. like shoegazy, dreamy pop. That's really, mm. really good album. That was very close. Tack by Sigur Ross. Yep. Uh, Antics by Interpol. The remote part, like you had, and Weezer's Blue album. Okay. All got cold. Yeah. All bloody good. But uh, yeah, it's a solid list, that isn't it? They're that's all a, albums that's a, that. That's I... a solid. If a man, if man said to me, "This is my top 20 go. Oh, you go. Oh, he's alright. We should. We should, get <laughs> we should it date. <laughs> But yeah. we've got a very similar top five, so we maybe have, we should date. Depressingly. Uh, not depressingly, but <laughs> no, we spend way too much time together. Mm. Maybe, Probably I that. Don't know, but we, specifically it, in that time, like because working in Rockets specifically, yeah. where we were, we were listening to music all day, every day. Yeah. Like we do now, but we used to listen to albums. I think that's the difference between nowadays and then days, is in them days, we had five CD randomizer yeah so you got to listen to whole albums yeah a lot more and we were there together most of the time and yeah. so we were talking about it and yeah. kind of getting under it but together which is now <laughs> you have a 
a huge whopping playlist of all different yeah. stuff, and so you never really listen to an album anymore. I well, think that's probably my. my do you, but do you not go and queue up an album? In, no, in order? I just, I just, because I've so always different customers random. in here. Just put a sticker on. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to like yoga stuff in here now. If people like studying, I feel like it's probably a nice thing to do to mm-hmm. put like yoga music on, or the Colchester playlist I put on. Yeah. But most of the time I don't put an album on because I feel like I'm you know it's at work and I don't really think about it. And I don't listen to music at home or I don't have any music on my phone. And I probably show my age, but the fact is that these bands are kind of like early two thousands, which says a mm. lot about my musical peak, I guess, as a person around yeah. two thousand to two thousand and ten. But I think if you ask most people, there'd be very few people whose my twenties top fives would feature albums from their like their la- their most recent. Yeah. Well, are people our age? People our age, yeah. I think it'd be very rare that they have top fives that have come out in the last five years. Yeah be interesting to hear if anyone can be bothered whoever listens who listens to this if anyone wanted to to say what their top five albums are or anything that you think that we should listen to yeah that um because i generally think if you can if you if you like us at all or i'd I'd like to think that a lot of you even know what these albums are so Mm. but if you're not then give it a go if you had to pick one album for your top five to listen to then would you be would you be your number one well i suppose so but that i I think, judging by people's lists, everybody knows that yeah. album. Okay, so, if so we, maybe, assuming people know that album, then maybe go and yeah, go and listen to Van Ockerberg. That's your one and my two. So, mm. I yeah, I suppose yeah, you're right because it's probably the most consistent. It's the highest. It's got the highest ranking across the both yeah. of us. Yeah, and it's probably not as well known as yeah. So yeah, I'll go on a fly then. Oh, okay, oh, we'll we'll new kiss. Kiss. Okay, so yeah, that's our recommendation. If you have to listen to one. Listen to Mid Lake Trials of Anarchy Panther. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And I hope you feel like you uh, understand us more now. Yeah, it's like a we've got a lot melan- more depth than we give give off. Yeah, I feel, melan- I feel not melancholy. I feel kind of like leveled out. And it's like normally you give it all the big talk, but it's nice to kind of like listen to stuff and like I I, I could talk all night about you know stuff that you're really passionate about mm. music and. I don't have. There's not many people in my life who I can do that with. Yeah. You know, my wife's not that into. She likes music, of course, but she's mm. not. She's not a music head, is she? No. If I talked to her about you know, Midlake for half yeah. an hour, she would. Would she ever sit there? <laughs> she'd and do leave the, the room. Would do the Tim's Twitter things with you? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So it's always nice if people actually do love music that want to. Yeah. If you ever do want to, yeah, you can message in at Best Days Vintage. On the Instagram, or you can email us at steve at bestdaysvintage.co.uk or jez at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. And if you live close to the shop and you come in the shop, do come and talk to us about it. Yep. Let us know your top fives and talk about ones that you know from our mm-hmm. lists that you enjoy. Because we love talking about music. Yeah. Uh, we're always here. One of us is always in the shop normally. Um, so you're always welcome to come in and see us and listen to music, come and have a coffee and put, we can always put on your favourite album in the shop to listen Ooh, to yeah. that. Want to do that? Okay, so thank you guys for listening to Best... Oh, Best Days Vintage. Failed <laughs> Rockstar Club podcast, the podcast that today has been doing our countdown, top five countdown of best albums of all time. Boom.